0: It's been six months of podcasting. You know that?
1: No, I, I, I actually didn't know.
0: I was doing the math. We've, we've done a podcast a week for six months.
1: <laughs> it's impressive. By that's itself. a lot. And we still have something to talk about?
0: Well, <laughs> maybe that's why we took a week off. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of topics. Let's take a big deep breath and let's get in. You ready? Oh, you went early on that one. <sighs> Reset. Take a big deep breath and let it out. All right, this week, I want to talk about something I see a lot in my generation. Your generation moved faster than mine, I would argue. Like you guys got married quicker, had kids quicker, just started lives quicker. My generation, I feel like compares a lot to your generation. And I think the the topic for this conversation for me would be, I feel a lot of anxiety or insecurity around seeing where you were in your life back then versus where I am and how I feel kind of like I'm behind. And I've talked with a lot of friends and it's easy to get caught up in that story that we're falling behind. You guys did it all and blah, blah, blah. And like even buying a house now seems like I'm so far away from
1: that. I think we looked at our parents the same way. I think our parents, my parents got married much sooner than we did and had kids. My mom was 20 when she had me. First of all, I think people live longer. And I also think that there, something happened in childhood. It just became longer and longer. Like yours not ever gonna finish.
0: No, I'm trying to be a kid until I'm a grandparent. When I'm a grandparent, <laughs> I'll transition away from my childhood.
1: I I just feel like people don't want to go the childhood. It's such a cozy, safe little place.
0: Did you feel like there was a rush in your early life? You you know you finished with school. There was an
1: expectation during high school to get matured up because we went to, to you went to the army, to the service, and I had to go at eighteen. And you had to be ready for it. So there wasn't that much childhood time beyond that. So you were a child till about 16, maybe. And then you had to mature up and go go do things. What was your mental health
0: back then? I think I was very resilient. Yeah? Yeah. When you were hungry to do stuff? Did you feel pushed to do stuff? Were you anxious when you weren't doing stuff?
1: There was there was definitely some competition with, with friends. Some people went to do some higher education, especially the high-tech guys that went to four years of engineering. And you knew when they come out, they're going to be making big bucks, making some uh, some good money. And uh, if you didn't do that, you wanted to get going and get ready for what you wanted to do. The millennials are really into uh, quality of life, quality work. They don't just want to do work. They want to do meaningful work Mm -hmm. and they don't want to jump into it. Right away, people take gap years, people... It's just, I feel like you are I think it's good. I think it's very healthy, actually. I do, too.
0: I think it it was bred out of this, you know, we don't want to conform. But I also just feel there's more... Because we're so interconnected nowadays, you're exposed to more opinions and more success stories. Well, and I just,
1: think the social media is a big piece. You see stuff all the time.
0: Social media didn't really exist for you back then. Like, when you were starting your life, there wasn't I, was, I was
1: competing with... The five people around you. Exactly. You You're competing with five million people. With everyone.
0: Every time someone does something cool, you hear
1: about it, and it's exactly. like, "Well, wow, I didn't
0: do that." Oh boy.
1: Well, let me ask you. What's the Let's just go right into it. Why did you feel pressure? What was the pressure?
0: The pressure that I felt was I didn't want to fall behind in my life, and my benchmarks were you guys, my mom and dad, and then seeing where you were at in your respective parts of life i'm like do i have enough money am i all of a sudden gonna end up in a place where like i was fooling around too much or i can't afford a house or i have no stability what about kids am i gonna be too old to have kids what if i don't meet the right person and i don't have a wife like i'm looking at you guys and it's like wow i'm way behind and then i look at most of my friends i look at most of their parents they all say the same thing. They're like, our parents moved so much faster than us, and it's a little scary just because, like I said, you 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 are our benchmarks.
1: I told you, I think we live longer and there's more emphasis on quality of life than we did. For us, it was like whatever, you find something you can make money on and get into it. It wasn't a, so much about what it was. It was what 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 you got out of it financially how
0: did that serve you and your friends and, and it, peers
1: it, it mattered less what it was it mattered more what you get out of it and you think that's changed i have a feeling it changed when i'm looking at your generation your friends it's important to you also what you're doing maybe not 100 percent, but there's definitely a huge consideration for you to be feeling connected to your work in a effective way actually i think in, in history every generation was looking at the previous one, and was trying to improve on it and do something different. Right. <laughs> so that's what you're doing different. You're actually trying to make a difference in the world. I think you heard a lot in college about the world falling apart and about the world not being healthy and mm. about stress in the world. So you came into it thinking, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to do something that's hurting the, the, the planet. So you want to do something that's helpful to the planet, and you want to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. you want to have more free time and less stressful time. So you came into it in some ways more balanced than we did. Quality of life. I mean, you
0: touched on it. You said the quality of life matters more to us. And I guess that kind of puts us
1: against what
0: you all were doing because you didn't have that luxury. Is that the right way to... It's a,
1: it's, it's a matter of awareness too. I, I don't know if it was the, maybe I did have the luxury. I just wasn't aware that I had the luxury. I thought that I needed to jump into it. The capitalism and the um the world of financial achievements was right in our faces um you know, most of my generation we wanted to make it financially like soon like get stuff get financially stable as soon as possible we wanted that it was it was a goal that was the goal less other things right we're not as bought into that belief you i think are you see the burnout that we 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 suffered from mm. from doing that and you're like mm, i don't want that no, thank you. i want to i want to be able to serve i want to be able to have a hobby i want to be able to have yoga Mm -hmm. and i want to have a job that's fulfilling and i want to have friends and i want so i actually appreciate your generation for bringing in more into your lives to have more holistic life what i'm not sure is if you guys are happier Hmm. because when i look at you with all that i also see some stress and and some insecurities. Well,
0: right against our, you know, you just touched on, we're doing yoga, we're meditating, and we're like taking more time for ourselves to avoid burnout. These are all really good things. They're they're healthy practices. But when you said that, the first thought that came to mind was like right in our face is maybe your generation telling us how either that's wrong or we're lazy or just like the tension from the world that we're not conforming to, that we're breaking away from. I just I, I, I feel the friction between that way of living with trying to avoid burnout and good quality of life versus past generations and conforming to society's like go get a good job and start a family. Like, what are you doing?
1: So it's interesting because I guess what I'm thinking now is that I guess the spirit of your life. No matter how you do it, you probably still be stressed about it and <laughs> <laughs> think you're doing it wrong. It's just an insecure time of your life. Until you actually prove to yourself yeah. that you made it, you're only going to be stressed that you're oh. you, you. You're a loser. You're not going to make it.
0: That's it. it. I and, feel that every day. That's, you just nailed it. I mean, that's, that's really it. It's like I feel so solid about the way I live my life because I couldn't do the way you did. I just couldn't. But on the flip side of that, I'm like, am I a loser? Am I gonna wake up one day? And that's you asked me like, what's the point of this conversation? That's it. I don't want to wake up one day and be like, oh, you're a loser. You blew it. You lotty dod. You know how many insecurities we have in our twenties? Like I'm riddled so, with so, them. So, so
1: exactly. So I think that this time is riddled with insecurities. But you know what we need to talk about is the definition of success. Mm. That's the actual conversation because for most people, success is financial, right? This guy's successful. What does it mean? made a lot of money yeah and I would beg the difference I think that success is a lot more uh, complex than that I see successful people someone has a full life you know we talked about the five you know pillars of, of life someone that has time for his friends time for nature time for work but time for the community and all that so success can be measured by a full holistic life, not so much by just financial achievements. Well, it's
0: more. It's also like, yeah, that's how it's measured. Where does a full holistic life get you? And I would say, because I think about this a lot, I went to a lot of therapy to answer this question, like, what is success? And a lot of times it's tied to financial, like you said. Success to me is, do you feel content in your body when you wake up? Are you content with your life? And content is much different than being complacent. I think that gets mixed up a lot people think like oh if you're content you're not trying hard enough you don't have a drive yeah you lost your drive that's complacent and that's way different content is you feel good you wake up and it's like okay my body feels right i have good relationships i'm engaging with nature i love what i do for work like you feel full and happy and you have the drive and the energy to keep doing it
1: i have a problem with this happy thing in the u.s society happy 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 because who's really happy all the time but i love what you're saying content And fulfilled. If you're doing something that's fulfilling you uh, on many levels, and you feel content waking up in the morning like I'm in the right place, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, then then it's great. Yeah. I think what happens, it's really for you guys to look at, you and your friends and your generation, is the insecurity about am I going to be a loser? Am I not Mm going to make it? Am I actually be worthy of this world and of this life that I got? And I think we're forgetting to basically enjoy every day for what it brings us, the sun rises and the sun goes down, and there's one day to do the best you can with it. Can you find a way with yourself that's fulfilling, giving you what you need, with not being secure about something that's such a pie in the sky that's just going to give you a lot of anxiety and you're never actually going to be happy? I just,
0: it's easy to hear you say that, but... It's so hard to I don't know remove the insecurities or f- explore the insecurities, address them, release them, let go of them, whatever verb you want to use. Pops, I meditate so much, and it just I can't run from these insecurities. Like they are everywhere, and then every time you have a bad day, they're right there staring you in the face.
1: What's the purpose of life? <sighs> What's the purpose of this thing? Go, life.
0: The, the purpose for me to answer that question, I would say the purpose of life is to connect. It's to stay in connection with yourself and with people around you and your environment like it's it for me It really comes down to connection that is the purpose of life for me
1: great for me the purpose of life is experiencing life fully it's including everything you're saying but knowing that it's just an experience and there's no competition and i don't have to be better than anybody else i don't have to prove anybody anything but i want to have a full experience of this thing called life i'm here in this life for a short period of time it's brief i'm only going to be here for so many years in so many days and so many hours, so I want to experience this thing to the best of my ability. Meaning, I don't just want to put my head down and work hard and make a bunch of money, so that one day I will take a vacation or one day I'll buy myself a beautiful car. Because that I need to experience it now, today. I need to feel good today. I need to experience life and for the fullest every day. So is it- and I totally agree with you. Connection is a big one. You know, when you're when you're in connection with your partner, with your friends, with nature, with family, with people around you, it definitely makes it much more fulfilling and engaging. And you feel that you're here for a purpose and you're not alone with this.
0: What, when you were just talking, though, I was thinking, like you said, embracing and experiencing everything life has. Is being insecure, is feeling insecurity part of all the things that you need to experience and feel? Like, is that just part of the equation at this point?
1: Not, I believe that the insecurity comes from a place of trying to achieve something and not being sure you can achieve it. So if you're trying to achieve something and not being sure you can achieve it, you become insecure. Where are you trying to go? What is the insecurity coming from? It's coming from not thinking you're going to achieve something. What are you trying to achieve?
0: The insecurity comes, it's like the friction between where you want your life to be and where your life is. It's the resistance between those two places. It's Uh, not accepting.
1: So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that We have this goal of where you want your life to be. It's about the journey, not about the goal. And we talked about it many times before.
0: Yeah, it keeps coming up. It's like you're hyper fixated on the goal. You forget to enjoy the journey. And then the whole journey, you're insecure because you're anxious about not getting to the goal. And then you get to the goal and you look back and you're like, this wasn't even... What a waste. Yeah. But it's just hard because it's a hard pill to swallow. I know that. We talk about it every third week on this podcast. And still, I wake up with insecurities. It just won't go away.
1: About achieving, about achieving.
0: Like, am I gonna be enough? Do I love myself? I have a a slow day. I'm like, you didn't work hard enough today. Great. Now you're like one day behind, and you didn't work that hard last week. So now you're three days behind. If you add that up, you're a year
1: behind. So what do you think will make you feel like you achieve something? If you lend, (sighs) that's what's that's what's fucked up. Yeah, money. That and I know that's wrong. Maybe it's not wrong. Maybe it's not wrong. Maybe you need. To prove to yourself that you're worthy, because uh, something you've done made you a bunch of money. And what is money? It's a it's a proof of your talent, in validation or something. Okay, it's a validation that you're worthy. Okay, so
0: do you think if I make a lot of money, my insecurities will go away? Or do you think they'll still be there in another form? I can
1: only answer for myself. And I won't be honest if I told you otherwise. When I started making bigger money, not just a salary, but really a nice amounts, I felt in my body the financial security that gave me life-sustaining security. Uh, it felt really good. I remember how the stress of surviving was leaving my system. Mm. And I remember that clearly, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, wow, you don't have to worry about surviving anymore. You're okay there was like a time I had to like really adjust to it and it felt really good the thing is just being there wasn't enough after a while so I was in it for a while how long did that last a year a year a year and a half maybe. maybe not more than two and after that I started feeling like okay that part's taken care of what's now hmm. now it feels a little empty like that just that I thought that would be the moment where I'm like Pff, I'm done I'm good it, it wasn't enough. See, what's funny about... It wasn't insecurities afterwards. It was more kind of an emptiness to just the materialistic stability tend to be not enough for me. Yeah. It, it
0: started to expose all the other places in your life. That was probably the top of your totem pole. Like, you need the money to have stability to support yourself and your family. And then once you eliminated that, you had a brief moment where you were, like, breathing nicely. You got to calm down. The stress left. And then what happened next? The next item on the totem pole that was highest up got exposed which is exactly full circle to our conversation because I feel like me personally, I've done a lot of like that inner work. I started with that instead of going straight to the, like, try to make a ton of money. I started focusing on myself and that's kind of symbolic for our conversation here with these two generations We're like, Your generation went straight for the money first. And I feel like my generation is not going straight for the money first. They're going for the other stuff. Quality of life, you said.
1: Sounds to me like you still need the money to close the circle. exactly. (laughs) So
0: like you got the money and then you needed the other stuff to close the circle. Whereas we feel a lot of the insecurity because... Or me personally, I feel a lot of the insecurity because I don't have the money. But I have the other stuff that makes me feel really good and whole. And I know I'm doing the right thing. But I'm just missing that last piece. And I get insecure and anxious because I'm like, give me the damn money.
1: Do you honestly feel like there's a chance you won't have a roof over your head one day?
0: No, I don't. Do you think
1: that you're going to go to bed hungry? No. Do you really have a fear about not having food or shelter?
0: It's not the lack of... I just, just
1: think, with you, do you feel that there's a chance you won't have food or shelter? No. Like ever in your life?
0: No. I Listen, I went out into the world. You guys What else do you need? It's the excess. It's not a scarcity side. It's the other side. I don't feel like I'm in danger of being scarce. And that's the
1: issue. Mm. The issue is that we need the excess. Mm. If you know that it's enough that you had a roof over your head and food in your stomach, and you look at that as an achievement and enough, then I think you would feel better. It's all the other shiny stuff that's driving you crazy.
0: (sighs) I don't know what to do with that. I just got to focus. I mean, that's why I meditate. I focus on... The stuff I do have, and it does help tremendously. It helps tremendously. It's just interesting to me that, like, my default setting is to go back to the lack of abundance, the lack of excess that I'm so fixated on
1: because that's, that's all I see. Those shiny objects that we put in front of us are driving us crazy. Yeah. Because it's about expectation and necessities. Yeah. And we really don't need that much. We don't need that much. If you go to bed and it's warm, and it's protected from the weather, and you have food to eat, you basically took care of your basic necessities. Hmm. If you're safe and warm and not hungry, in most of humanity, we didn't have that. Most of the history of humanity, we were not in that place. Yeah. For thousands and thousands of years, we were not there. This is recent. Yeah. We have food supply. We haven't adjusted to it fully. Yeah. And there are people in the world, quite a few of them, that don't have food security or shelter. Yeah. Here in this country, we have most of it. In the Western world, most of us do have it. Not all of us. There's a lot of homeless people here, too, and poor people here, too. You know, a lot of kids here go go to bed hungry. There's not food security in this country, either. I think it's our problem is that it's all about comparing. Like You're comparing yourself with the, to the guy with a private plane, yeah. and you should really look at the kid that doesn't have anything to eat. Yeah. So that's what it's about. I think that's a good place to end this
0: episode because... Uh, I was actually thinking of a a time pretty recently where we have a a friend who was the most stressed I've ever seen him in my life. He was so stressed. And I remember you were trying to give him advice and he couldn't even hear you. He was that stressed. And you changed the tone of your voice. I got flashbacks to my childhood. You got very stern and direct. I remember my ears perked up. And you said to him in this like very assertive voice, you said, you better count your blessings. You better count your blessings daily or you're going to watch your life fall apart. Because he was that stressed. And it really it really hit me because now every time I get stressed, I think back to that idea of like, wow, I'm so stressed about all this random, like all the shiny stuff, whatever it is. I go back, I just count my blessings. Wow, okay, I'm so stressed. I got a bed, clothes, relationships, food. And he's like, wow, okay. Whew. And I'm just, actually okay. Yeah, it starts to calm you down. But it, it was such an obvious thing to do. But I just remember you cutting through his stress in that moment.
1: What happens to us from from a human history, we always looking for more, 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 more. We really do have enough. We have enough. Most of us have enough. Mm. I don't want to generalize because I do know there's people that are hungry and people that don't have a shelter. People that listen to the podcast, I can guarantee you, 99% of them have, have shelter and food, and it's enough. And our problem is... A problem is that BMW across the street and the first-class ticket to somewhere and all the other nonsense we put in our heads that we think we need, we don't need it. Mm. And if you really count the blessings of the relationships, of the basic stuff, like you said, you never mentioned something materialistic there. You mentioned relationship, food, bed. This is what it's about. And if we can see that and see and realize how important that is and how satisfying that is, then. I think that we will be a lot less insecure and stressed. You, you're insecure because you're comparing yourself to very rich people and you want to be there. And mm-hmm. that's the American capitalistic game that's driving a lot of people crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's primitive. I think it's really helpful to remember, like you said, we're... we're Programmed to get more because we come from cavemen that didn't have enough and we had to constantly look for more and so now we're in this era of abundance we have all these things that we need and so but but we're still programmed to try to get more we've entered this new realm of consumerism and stuff and now we're being told your meal isn't enough it's now like need more 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 yeah
1: so I think it was Terrence McKenna that said that we all traumatized hungry ice age hunters and it's still engraved in us we're running we're running loose in
0: malls and dealerships and that's exactly yeah
1: not enough not enough need more 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 and that's kind of the trauma
0: yeah okay let's wrap up this episode because it's running long let's just sum it up real quick because i think it was a pretty cool conclusion we started talking about how i was comparing myself to your generation and all the benchmark glorious moments of your life and how i was falling behind. And then you asked, what's the point? Why am I even fixated on that subject to begin with? And when we explored the the reasons why you went the route you went, it was because you needed to make the money first. And then once you made the money, you found unfulfilled parts of your life elsewhere. Our generation, it feels like we are going more towards the quality of life, we're avoiding that money piece it creates a lot of anxiety in our lives because we're
1: I, I don't think the entire generation your, your entire generation is doing that I think more people around you are doing it maybe area people are more into the life quality true you know, yeah
0: but I mean I would say our average listener and the people who value the same things and the anxiety that I personally feel I think is because that money piece is still it remains to be seen but you brought a lot of light to it's chasing abundance count your blessings appreciate what you have when you get stressed Look at all the beautiful parts of your life that give you stability and uh, let go of all those shiny objects that we all seem to be chasing. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back for the next episode.